0: Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. It's time to take a look around the NFL with John McLean from Gallerysports.com and Sports Radio 610. Here's your boy, Q.
1: And John McLean joins us now on the phone lines. And, John, we do appreciate you as always, my man. It's the second day of... Legal tampering period, the actual league year opens up tomorrow afternoon. How important is it, as there's been so much money been dished out by many teams across the league, how important is it to remember not to worry about winning the off season but win in September when it counts, not not in March?
2: Usually Jacksonville is the Super Bowl champion of March. And then last year they were Super Bowl champion of March again. And a lot of people just yawn. There goes the owner Shad Khan throwing around a bunch more bad money. And it turned out the guys they signed, done by Trent Baalke and uh, Doug Peterson, turned out to be, most of them, really good. And so you can make it work to your advantage, but usually the teams that spend the most money uh, don't get the best results. It's good for the fans and the media in their markets because their teams are bad. But by and large, you, fit, you, you win by being shrewd on draft day and then being wise in free agency. And when you're tabbing undrafted free agents, waiver claims, et cetera.
1: We found out earlier today that tight end Darren Waller was headed to New York, which was a surprise to me, but uh, there you go. He's headed to the Giants. The Raiders got a third-round pick in return. They have 12 draft picks now in the upcoming draft, and you know you don't need all those draft picks. You're not going to sign all those guys. But how important will that be for Dave Ziegler and company to go into the draft with that kind of ammunition?
2: Well, first of all, uh, um, a team's like a salad. If you have too much green, it's not good. So I would doubt they're going to sign they're going to draft 12. I'm guessing Ziegler will make some deals to get more picks next year. You can, you can do things three years in advance. And you know Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, they want it to be their team. They want to make it over. You know Jimmy Garoppolo, that made so much sense, really? It can be a one year deal and they can walk away from it. What I'm curious about, Q, and I'd be interested to hear what you and the think about this okay, the seventh pick is there, and it could say that uh, Will Levis is there. Do you take him with the idea that he watches and learns behind Jimmy G unless Garoppolo gets hurt and there's a good chance of that, or do you take a position player and maybe try to pick up a quarterback in a second round? I've seen a couple of people project that, and they're talking about Hendon Herndon, their quarterback from Tennessee, but yep. I'll tell you what, I don't think Tendon Herndon's going to be there in the second round. I think he's going somewhere in the bottom of the first round, because if he hadn't had that knee injury, we'd be talking about him right up there with these other quarterbacks. And, and uh, for a team that has a guy like Graplo, Herndon, who's three months after his ACL surgery, would be given plenty of time to rehab and watch and learn. And based on the system he played at Tennessee, he's going to need time to adjust to the NFL. A lot of people say, well, he's 25. That means he wouldn't play till he's 26. Well, if he played till he's 35, that'd be 10 years. Right. Wouldn't you like to get 10 years out of the a starting quarterback? And I tell everybody, the way these guys now are playing later, into their late 30s, and maybe they'll all be like Brady 10, 15 years from now, playing into their... 40s used to you hit 30 or quarterbacks looking for a job outside of football so do do the Raiders if it's say Will Levis I'm guessing if it were Anthony Richardson dropped there they would do it but Will Levis do they like him enough to take him at seven or do they hope that somebody's available in
1: another round that's a, a great question. We've actually debated that a few times here, John. I think that they'll probably go with a defensive stud if one falls to them at number seven, which there's a good chance that there could be because, well, there's so many holes on defense. And, you know, to your point about all the draft capital that they have, Dave Ziegler might actually, you know, he might package a couple of those picks to move back into the back end of the first round and grab a, a hand and hooker out of uh, out of Tennessee for that very reason coming off the ACL and gives him time to sit behind Jimmy G and learn a little bit.
2: That would be a great thing for Ziegler and McDaniels to do. Um, Also, he's got the draft capital. He could trade up a little bit right? and say he wanted another player. You know, say they put it out that they still want a quarterback, and the Cardinals tell the Colts at four. Well, even though we're desperate for a defensive end because we've lost our two starters like Will Anderson, we got some good offers from TKU's Carolina anymore, but we got good offers from the Raiders, you know, pick another team. And they try to scare the Colts to where the Colts wouldn't have to take the fourth quarterback available. They would have a choice of the second two, and they might like them better anyway after C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young go. So I would think Arizona would be a good team to trade for, because even if Will Anderson's gone, they would still have a chance to get another defensive end like Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's, I think there's going to be a lot of maneuverability. Maybe the Raiders stay right where they are, and depending on what kind of position they want, there's going to be a lot of defense because the run, early run is going to be on offensive players. Maybe they trade up to try to take Will Anderson.
1: Maybe. I mean, that. They, look, they need all the defensive help they can get, including edge rusher, defensive tackle, linebacker, corner. I mean, it's all on the table, John. They need all the defensive help that they could possibly get. And I think this draft is a really good uh, one to be able to address that defensive side of things. So, you know. I don't
2: think up high. Excuse me, Q. I think you can get, you know, what if Jalen Carter's still there, the most talented guy in the draft. Yeah. And, uh you take him, and you solve a problem inside. Will Anderson has no blemishes on his character. He's a little undersized, but he still is the best pure pass rusher in the draft. So they could, at number seven, have a good chance to get one of those guys, although I believe that Seattle, pick and fit, the Seahawks will take anybody. They don't care right. what they've done off the field. I've got, in my box draft, that's on the... Sports uh, gallerysports.com, I've got Jalen Carter going to them at five. Mm. But if the Raiders want defense, they'll be able to get some good ones. And uh, they may, Ziegler may want to trade back and get better value and then pick up another pick or two and then package those. I think you guys would be very surprised. I think everybody would be very surprised if Ziegler just sat on his hands during the draft. I think he's going to be making some moves. Like his former mentor, Nick Casario, who has ants in his pants (laughs) during the draft, he has got to make
1: moves. I heard that. John McClain is our guest right now from GallerySports.com. Also, Sports Radio 610 in Houston here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. My man DeMond's got one for you.
3: In the ultimate Friday news dump, the Chicago Bears, they traded away the number one pick to the Carolina Panthers. But are the Houston Texans fans, are they now breathing a sigh of relief as they know that Bryce... Brace Young is gonna be there at number two and CJ Stroud is gonna be number one?
2: Well, they don't know that, DeMond. Uh, based on the fact that Frank Reich, <clears throat> if you go back to when he was in San Diego, Philip Rivers, six five, goes to Philly, Nick Foles six six, Carson Wentz, six five, goes to Indy, um, Andrew Luck, six four, getting Rivers again, six five, Getting Wentz again at six five, get no Foles again at six six. The only the shortest quarterback he's ever had was Sam Ellinger, a backup 6 6'2", and I don't think they traded all those picks to move up into the first spot to quarterback 5'10", and 8", even though he's the highest-rated quarterback. seems to me C.J. Stroud would make a lot more sense. Maybe they fell in love with Anthony Richardson. They just agreed with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton could start and be a placeholder for a guy like Anthony Richardson or maybe even C.J. Stroud for three or four games. And uh, But I just don't – I think the Texans fans here in media wanted Bryce Young all along. And he is the highest-rated quarterback on most people's boards, but they feel really good that the Bears didn't trade with Indianapolis. And we never thought the Texans would give up anything to spot, swap places. And I still think they'll end up with Young or Stroud. What's going to be interesting to mine is if the Panthers take Anthony Richardson – with the idea that, that idea that Andy Dalton is going to start for a season like he started last year for the Saints, then the Texans would have their choice of both. And the one you take better, turn out
3: to be the guy, or it'll set your franchise back another five years. Yeah, that's the problem that every team has when it comes to picking a quarterback. But a team that's trying to trade for one, that guy of the one-year-and-done deal, not the future, the Jets with Aaron Rodgers, is that deal ever going to get done? He's scheduled to go on Pat McAfee's
2: show tomorrow where you know, he goes on, he complains about everything and you know he's eating up all this attention. The fact is they they signed Al Lazard, one of his receivers in Green Bay, and he's good. They're talking about oh my goodness, uh going after the tight end Mercedes Lewis who's like forty nine years old. And uh <laughs> Randall Cobb who can't play anymore but there are cronies of uh, Rodgers. I don't like the business of cow telling to a quarterback, let him dictate what you do. I don't mind getting his opinion about things, but if he's telling me to get washed-up receivers you would be interested in, I don't see how that's a good deal.
1: No, it doesn't seem like it's good business, but you're right. He is soaking this all up. He's loving every single minute of it. Uh, as we close things out, John, let me ask you about Lamar Jackson. What do you think is going to happen with him? He's been kind of chirping back on Twitter about what he's been offered and what he hasn't been offered.
2: He said he turned down three years, excuse me, <clears throat> three years, $133 million. He should have taken it because, number one, he'd still be 29 years old when it was up and signing another contract or they'd could have signed him to an extension after two years. You know, when you're talking about $100 million, $100 million in guarantees, I don't know how you could walk away from that, hmm. but I think he's going to still be with the Ravens because I don't see anybody offering him the kind of monstrous guaranteed contract that he wants when he's been hurt the last two years and he hasn't won but one playoff game, and uh, he was MVP four years ago.
1: Right. It's going to be interesting. It really is. Uh, I know a lot of fan bases. I know that you know we floated the idea of uh, the Raiders going out and making moves for him, but it just wasn't realistic. wasn't something that uh, really was going to have a chance to happen. So there we go. We'll see what happens with Lamar Jackson. Well, John, uh, I know you're headed this way. We're excited about you and the, and the wife getting here. Uh, we're going to roll out the red carpet for you and uh, be ready for you. So uh, you'll be here, what, tomorrow?
2: Yeah, I hope that red carpet's got about five grand. you can front me. Of course I'll pay you you back, Uh, and that way I can get started at uh, the poker tables uh, fast and furious when you're
1: $5,000 up. There you go. Oh, I'll tell you right now, we got the Allegiance Stadium Tour. Uh, We're going to line that up for you. We got some dinner lined up for you at Joe's Crab Shack. We're going to take good care of you, my man. I
2: look forward to it, guys. Thank you very
1: much. I appreciate you. There he goes. John McClain, Galleriesports.com. Sports Sports Radio 610 in Houston. He'll be in Las Vegas tomorrow, and we will roll out the red carpet for the general. I don't know if it's going to have $5,000 involved in it, but we'll roll (laughs) out the red carpet for the general. We always appreciate his time. Before we take a break, I did want to pass this along, as the Raiders have agreed to terms with former Steelers linebacker Robert Spillane, Two-year, nine million dollar deal, according to from my guy Doug Kide, four million dollars guaranteed. So it's definitely not anything major. Probably a special team ace, but um, it's just another player added to the added to the mix. So. Uh, I know it's not a linebacker, the big name that someone was looking forward to, uh, but it's just passing along the information as we get the information in. Robert Spillane, I believe that's how you say his name, two-year, $9 million deal, Uh, just kind of looking at the numbers that he put up, uh, played in all 16 games for Pittsburgh, or 16 out of 17 games for Pittsburgh last season, 67 total tackles, a sack, uh, four passes defense, so uh, nothing super sexy about Robert, but uh, now he has agreed to terms with the silver and black. 315 is the time, we'll take a quick break, come back, get to your calls, get to your text, get your feedback. This is Raider Radio 920.
4: You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio.
1: 318 is the time. Mike DeBate host of Locked On Pats. will join the show coming up at 3.30. We'll talk all things Jacoby Myers. We'll talk to him. Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit more. That's with Mike DeBate coming up at 3.30. Before we went to break after we talked to John McClain from GallerySports.com and Sports Radio 610. I put out the news about Robert Spillane. Raiders agreed to a deal with him. My guy, Doug Kite, actually put this out. It said, the Raiders have agreed to terms with ex-Dealers linebacker Robert Spillane. Two-year deal uh, worth a max of $9 million with over $4 million guaranteed. And so I reached out to my guy, Chris Carter, and was like, well, tell me about him, because I don't know much about him, and I'm not going to try to, as I mentioned before, BS anybody. I'm not going to act like, oh, that's a great sign.' if I don't know who he is. So I didn't know anything about him. Uh, I reached out to Chris Carter. He said, sub-package run-stuffer. Really bad if you need him for coverage, and that's not right at the line, but really good if you just have him in attack mode against the run. So uh, there you go. And then he also tweeted out, the Steelers' backup option in free agency at linebacker is now gone. As Spillane heads to the Raiders, I'd expect another move soon. So uh, something to not get super excited about. Uh, it's just a guy to, you know, add to the mix in the defensive side of things. And, and DeMond, you brought up uh, Nick Kwiatkowski when the Raiders and the previous staff, obviously, had signed him from Chicago. And he doesn't quite sound like he's on the level of Kwiatkowski, but – He's someone kind of similar to him, I guess. You know, but I think that Nick was probably a little bit better than than Robert is.
3: Yeah, but it's still like that move of, hey, this guy, he was, you know, a spot starter there, but he's going to come play a bigger role here. And I just, I haven't seen him play yet. Yeah,
1: I'm not. I'm not a big fan of those. You know, guys yeah. that, you know, I, I like guys that they do well in their role, right? And then all of a sudden you you ask them to expand their role, and sometimes it does work out. More times than not, that expanded role kind of thins out their production, if you know what I mean.
3: And I know that 4000000 million isn't the biggest contract in the world, but Denzel Perryman on the deal that he was playing with before, I know he wants a bigger deal now, Right. that's more than what Denzel Perryman was making. So that's money that if you're giving that to a linebacker, where, yay, he's probably going to be a borderline starter. But is he going to give borderline starter
1: production? That's what I don't know. Right, exactly. So that's the big question. Of course, we all know that the Raiders need a lot of defensive help. Would love to see them sign, you know, like a Bobby Wagner. They, they asked me today on the Raider Roundtable, you know, is there a player out there you like to see them go out and get? And I was like, yeah, Bobby Wagner, because I know what his production is. Right? I don't know what Spillane's production is. He might go in and, and be a baller. I don't see that, especially when Chris Carter tells me that he's suspecting coverage, and, well, we know that the Raiders need – linebackers that can cover, right? They need guys that can go sideline to sideline. So, uh, you know, we'll just we'll see how it all shakes out, but it's just another addition that, uh, you know, that uh, that that is added to the defensive side of things. But we do want to hear from you at 702-365-9200. Want to know your overall thoughts on what's been going on with the silver and black the first couple of days of the legal tampering period as they've been very active as opposed to what they were a season ago. Let's start off with our guy, Raider Mack. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man?
0: What's up, what's
5: up, Mom? what's up, Q? I don't know, hey, but you're already you know,
1: laughing. Hold hey, on, man, hold on, hold on. You <laughs> like, you,
5: like you the GM or something. I, hey, Q, I just listen back and and, and and just laugh at it because you know what, man, you guys do a great job. You and DeMont do a great job bringing in people and just doing doing things. I think people, they're not frustrated at you guys, but they, they're frustrated at the organization. Q, when you lose, when you've been losing this long and now you're the... Your team is, cause can you tell me, I cannot say that this team is better than it was uh, last year with the with the roster that we have right now. Nobody knows until the game's played, but right. if you look on paper, last year this team looked better. And I understand, I agree. I, I'm i with you with Waller, I, I love the guy. You know, people keep telling me that he was injured, but so was Jimmy Garoppolo and you brought him in. So mm-hmm. what difference does it make? So here's here's my thing, Q. Here's my thing. I'm with you. Get defensive players, mm-hmm. and not just get any defensive player. You you got to stop getting all these, these 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 guys just this backup for the Steelers that we just got. Right. This, 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 I, I watch that guy. He's he cannot cover anybody. He can cover me or you, <laughs> but he 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 does play to run well. He plays to run well. Q. All we asking for is to just just get better. Each season, we know we're not winning no Super Bowl next year. I mean, this year coming up, it's Cute. it's just the facts. I mean, we may. I mean, it'd be a miracle. But my biggest thing is, and I'm looking right now, get, get um, younger and continue to um, build the program. I mean, we can do all as fans and as, as, as program director or whatever. We don't know what they're doing inside that building, and we can't stop them. That's just between um, the the GM, uh, the owner, and the coach. That's what they that did. Mm-hmm. What I am hoping though is that in the in the draft we get start drafting the the players that we need and go by you go by what's not what's needed. Go by what's the best available player and, and Q. And I want to ask you: Is that what they're going to do? And I I hang up with that, or you don't know what what their what their strategy is for the.
1: For the draft. Hey, thanks for the call, Raider Mac. It's always good to hear from you. And I, I'm, I can only assume that that's what they're going to do. Like I haven't been privy to the plan. I, I'll be the first to tell you that. There's guys that talk to the guys in the organization. I'm not one of them, right? Vinny talks to the guys. JT talks to the guys to a certain extent. You know, guys like Vic Tafer, Tashawn. They all talk. I'm not an insider, so I don't talk to the guys. I don't, I don't pretend to talk to the guys. My gut feeling is that they're going to go with the best player available, similar to what we were talking with John McClain a little while ago. And I said, I assume that at seven, if they stay pat right there, they'll go with the best player, right? They'll go with probably the best defensive player that is available because they can get a defensive stud at that point. And maybe they'll do and make a move for Hendon hooker, like we had talked about. Maybe that'll be their quarterback. I do believe they'll come out of the draft with a quarterback, and I do believe they'll go heavy on defensive guys in the draft. That's just my gut feeling. And I've been wrong. And I've been right. And we, we, can, see, we can see what's going to happen. And, again, we're all watching this together unfold at the same time. There's nothing that you're finding out that I knew ahead of time. And if there is something that I know ahead of time, I'll bring it along and tell you. And that's why they don't tell me <laughs> because I'll end up telling you. You know, I'll, I'll, <laughs> There's never a time where they'll be like, hey, Q, don't say anything to this because they know I'll say it. I have no problem. So they don't tell me these kind of things. They tell others. ABA Ivan Davis, you're up next. What's on your mind, brother?
6: Hey, how's it going, Q? Fantastic. Uh, well, it looks like the uh, GM has been listening to what my plan is, or uh, because I mean, I just don't understand getting rid of getting getting rid of uh, Waller. Okay, for what? If they, I mean, maybe if they said it was Captain you know, to save some money, or maybe I'd buy that. But I mean, I I don't I don't get it. And the pieces that are being picked up right now, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I just. A bunch of—I mean, I, I guess I caught the information later. A bunch of my Niners fans came back snickering and said the Raider way, okay. And, and then I looked online. I knew it was something stupid like that. So all of a sudden, I said, "Wallace trading. I mean, they—they they, got—they got a lot to answer to. Okay, they, they better get this draft right. I mean, otherwise, they're gonna suffer some serious rap from Raider fans that've been patient for way, way too long. Okay, and so I mean, I. I, I don't know, Q. I mean, your instinct is not only right; it's the only option they have. To be honest with you, it's, it's best available defense. I wouldn't even think about a quarterback right now. I'd go all. I'd go go in on just all defense because you you better fix that before you get a quarterback and maybe O line. All right, this is frustrated ABA Ivan Davis. This is my new name for today.
1: <laughs> all right, man, appreciate you. Appreciate. You. Let's get one more quick call in. Let's go out to Toronto. Talk to Dino. Calling out to Toronto. Welcome to the show.
7: What's up, Q? What's up, Demond? What Thanks up? for having me, man. Yes, sir. It's all good. A uh, lot of excitement. Uh, just like you always say, cooking with grease. Uh, Raiders are making some big moves. Waller shocked me, but um, man, I just I, they just got to up that O line, man. They got to protect Jimmy G, and I'm hopeful that. They use some of this money that they save now to pay JJ man because man, if, I, I just don't want to see them starting to get rid of stuff you know from prior regimes because sometimes you see that a lot in in, in, in organizations where a new guy comes in is like well these aren't my guys so but honestly man Waller good player you know last couple seasons arguably uh, he was injured but you never know big money but they save some money now pay JJ man. And, and bolster up that O line, and like everyone says, we need some D help. And um, but gotta protect J- Jimmy G, man. You gotta protect Jimmy G, and I mean, they gotta they gotta use some of that money now to, to keep some of these homegrown boys, man. Because Josh Jacobs, for me, is a, is a real Raider. I would I would hate to see him not happy, and you know, um, maybe let, let let him walk or whatever. But I think that kid that kid is heart and soul. I think he can make a big difference. Out of all the players, maybe Adams is the best player we got probably. But I put J.J. as a close second. And then fix that old line protect the new quarterback, and get that defense all shored up, man, and, and we'll see what happens.
1: All right, great call, my man. I appreciate you listening in Toronto. Thanks for the call here on Radio right, Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. One quick note on Spillane. Three, uh, two of Spillane's three highest tackle games came against the Raiders. He had 12 against them on Christmas Eve last season and also 12 against them in 2021. So there's that. Let's go back out to the phone lines real quick, and then we'll get to Mike DeBate. What's, who's up next, Damon? It is quick. Oh, quick. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother?
7: Super quick. Uh, I'll save all the niceties for later. Why y'all on here crying about a 30-year-old player? I have no idea. I told you two weeks ago it was either Myers or Cooks. And I'm so glad we tagged uh, Josh Jacobs. I can't believe y'all are on here crying like this. Two days into free agency period. Pump y'all breaks with a deep tight end class. Let Ziggy and McDaniels do a little work. We are, why are we not tired of just throwing money here or there? Al would have already had uh, Lamar Jackson on the team with three first-rounders gone and no plan at running back or at O-line. Let's let them cook. Things are going to get better. But I promise you, Darren Waller needed to go. I'm out of here, q I'll call you tomorrow. I
1: right, appreciate the call, Quick. And I'll say this, Quick was talking about Waller gone a long time ago. You know, that's one thing I'll give him props for. He called in well before he even got a contract extension and said there's no reason for it. So I can back him up 100% on that, that that's something that he's stuck by. Just like Mike, who tweets at us all the time and doesn't isn't a, a believer in the staff and believer in the direction that they're going, he's been steadfast from day one to right now. So I can always appreciate that. And I appreciate all the feedback, and I understand the the you know folks that are upset or whatever. But again, I'm one of those that I'm trying not to get too emotionally attached to either side of it, and just want to see how it all unfolds. And then once I start to see something happen, again, it's March. There's no games happening until September. So there's plenty of time between now and then to get both sides of the ball shored up. 3.30 is the time. Mike DeBate, host of Locked On Pats, will join us next. It's Raider Nation Radio 920.
4: It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q.
0: On Raider Nation Radio.
1: As we roll fast and furious here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920, we bring in our good friend Mike DeBate, host of Locked On Pats. Mike, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Second day of uh, legal tampering. It's been fast and furious across the whole NFL, including with the Silver and Black and the Patriots. They're putting in their work as well. So I wanted to uh, start out and ask you about a guy that we found out about this morning, and that's Jacoby Myers, agreeing to a deal with the Silver and Black. He comes over from the Patriots. One, how big of a loss is that for the Patriots, in your opinion, and what does he bring to the table?
0: And that's a big loss for the New England Patriots, without question. I mean, this was their best wide receiver last year, and I don't say that because there's a dearth of talent at the position. The Patriots have a serviceable wide receiver core, despite of what you might hear from two to six in this region, that love to malign that group. They've got some players there between Devontae Parker and Kendrick Bourne and you know guys like Tyquan Thornton at the rookie. Uh, but Jacoby was the glue that held all that together. He was their most reliable pass catcher. Uh, he really was Mac jones's preferred target. Uh, this kid is not gonna give you a ton of yardage after the catch, but what he's going to do is he's gonna catch everything that's thrown his way. And those sure hands are something that New England is going to miss. So without any question, their loss is the Raiders' game. Uh, I can definitely say that you're not only getting a great human being, but you're getting a very serviceable wide receiver who, with the right crew around him, could actually make him thrive even more than he did in England.
1: So I, I, my understanding is that he played inside and out. So he was a slot receiver, but he also could kick to the outside. What do you think that he thrived at the most? I
0: think in a position the way he's going into this Raiders offense, especially with Devontae Adams and guys like Hunter Renfro, uh, I think he's probably better suited as a bigger slot option. He can definitely spell uh, a little bit in that area, and I think that's where he's going to be best utilized. In a Josh McDaniels type offense, and especially the one that he'll probably employ with Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback, is you want to make sure that it's very run heavy. You're doing a run first type of uh, focus, but at the same time, we also have guys that can get open. Uh, he's got, you know, yak machines on that uh, staff right now. Mm-hmm. So Jacoby is going to be the short-handed guy that Jimmy needs to go to if he needs a quick completion over the middle of the field. Uh, Jacoby's definitely not afraid to go over that. So I look for him to be more effective in the slot. But if you need to kick him outside, if injury or anything of that nature, or if he just ends up being a better fit there. Uh, he can give you significant yardage and significant contributions from the perimeter as well.
1: Talking all things Jacoby Myers right now with Mike DeBate, host of Locked On Patriots here on Radio Nation Radio 920. And to say, Roughness, DeMond's got one for you.
3: In 2021, Jacoby had a better season than he did this past season in 2022. Is That goes to show that he is a guy that Josh McDaniels knows how to use and utilize better than, the let's say, the um, ragtag offensive group coordinators <laughs> that they had in New England this past season.
0: Absolutely, and you're right on when you call it ragtag, believe me. That's why the Patriots did go ahead and upgrade that uh, coaching staff without any question. Uh, But, yes, Josh McDaniels will know how to utilize Jacoby Myers. Uh, A lot of it was the way Josh knew how to utilize Mac Jones. And for anyone that might be wondering what you guys are getting at the Silver and Black with Jimmy Garoppolo, Josh McDaniels knows how to maximize his abilities as well. So at that point, with these guys coming in and knowing Josh the way they know him, uh, look for them to be, I don't want to say security blankets for each other, but I think Jacoby's going to look to Jimmy. If he's having difficulty with a route or whatever, he's going to know with the Josh McDaniel system that he can definitely go ahead and feel comfortable. Even though these two never played together in New England, they come from the same system. And at the same time, I think Jimmy's going to appreciate having someone like Jacoby who will get open, uh, who will be able to make the best of sketches and get catches and get a good uh, um, you know foundation at the point of the catch. That's where Jacoby
1: is at his best. Again, we're talking with Mike Debate here on Radio Nation Radio, nine twenty. Unnecessary roughness. So, how about Jacoby Myers when it comes to blocking? What does he look like when it comes to a blocking wide receiver? Uh, he's
0: come a long way. Uh, when he first started as a rookie, it was a little bit difficult,
1: a little lanky, a little
0: uh, you know. I don't want to say timid because there's really nothing in that uh, personality that I saw that saw that he was maybe holding back a little bit. But I think just getting to know the pro game, uh, you know, and blocking at that level. Uh, something that he needed to work on, and he did continuously work on that. This year he actually did a very serviceable job. You can get him in line. He can do a great job as, uh, as an inline blocker, but also being able to facilitate the running game. Again, that's big with a Patriots offense, and he was very big when Josh ran in the offense here in New England. So I look for him to do the same, and he can probably focus a little bit more on that, knowing he doesn't have to carry the offensive load. He's got plenty of guys wearing that Raiders uniform right now that are capable of doing that for him. So this may free him up to be better off the ball than he's ever been.
3: Philip Dorsett was also signed by the Raiders in this, in this um, tampering period here. What can you tell us about him, a guy who also spent a couple of years in New England? Yeah,
0: Philip is another guy that anything you throw his way, he's going to catch. I know Tom Brady loved throwing passes to Philip Dorsett when he was here in New England. Utilized him on a lot of different out- routes. Uh, that's his specialty, that's where he's going to come in. Again, this guy is not going to be a wide receiver one. Uh, Jacoby's not going to be a wide receiver one either. I think Jacoby will be a little higher on the depth chart than Phillip, but veteran presence, someone who's won, he's won with Josh before, got a Super Bowl ring, Uh, that's something that I think uh, the Raiders will definitely feed off of, and I think he'll come in and definitely compete for a roster spot. It would not shock me to see him make this team and be able to catch on with that wide receiver core because of the veteran presence he brings and the synergy he has with Josh McDaniels.
1: Yeah, and the one thing about, uh, um, what's his name, Doris Dor- Dor- said is the fact that, you know, speed. I, th- I felt like he, that the Raiders really needed to add its speed to their roster, and that's the one thing that he has. Uh, as far as just kind of stretching the field, how big can he be as far as that, that goes?
0: Uh, I think he can definitely stretch the field on occasion. Uh, I think you'll see him get open. I think you'll see him make the occasional big play. Uh, that's really what his M.O. has been since his days as Indianapolis Colts. He continued that here in New England, saw a little bit of that with Seattle, sprinkling that a little bit with uh, the the Jaguars, but he saw it a little bit more last year with the Houston Texans, and I think now probably one of the best offenses he's been with, maybe arguably the best, um, You know, not giving any uh, you know takeaways from uh, you know the Tom Brady offenses that he played in here in New England. Uh, but I think he's got a great set of teammates around him, and that may allow him to get free, uh, knowing that some of these other guys are going to be taking away uh, the attention of opposing defensive backs. That can free up for a set, and he's still got to speed the speed and play downfield. So expect the occasional, the occasional big play. You'll see it in training camp, I guarantee it. He can translate that into game settings. Uh, the Raiders may have a little diamond in the rough here uh, that could give you some solid minutes
1: well, it should be interesting. They got Jimmy G. They uh, brought in Jacoby Myers. Philip Dorsett is part of the mix. You know, who knows uh, what else they decide to do in free agency. Who knows how many uh, more Patriots they kind of dip into that well and, and uh, bring into Las Vegas. But, Mike, we've been talking a lot the last couple of seasons uh, with Patriots out west as we're seeing with uh, Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels. So I'm sure we'll be talking some more soon. What do you got coming out that we should be on the lookout for? Uh, Well, definitely, and
0: I want to thank all of your listeners out there that continue to put up with me. They must be like, oh, here comes (laughs) the Patriots guy again, talking up the Patriots, and look what it's doing to our team. Well, just put in the Chandler Jones tape, you'll feel a lot better, folks. But, uh, no, we're going to be breaking down Patriots uh, all week long on lockdown. Uh, We definitely continue to break down some of the wounds. The Patriots have been kind of laying the lurch a little bit, not huge wounds coming from New England, but uh, that's Bill Belichick's M.O. and we'll discuss why later this week on Lockdown Patriots.
1: There it goes. Well, thank you so much, as always, my man. We always appreciate catching up with you. Thank you. Always a pleasure,
0: guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Have a great week.
1: Absolutely. Appreciate you. Mike DeBate, host of Locked On Pats right there, breaking down a little bit of, uh, you know, what to expect with Jacoby Myers, and that's a big loss. I I always like to see when a guy leaves a team how big of a loss he is. To me, that is really – Kind of the bigger, you know, it kind of is, is a better measuring stick of, of who the Raiders are receiving. And with that being a big loss that they're losing in, in New England, I think that could really help out with the Raiders moving forward and trying to make this Josh McDaniel's offense go.
3: I think it's going to be a big addition for the Raiders as well. Hey, they're losing their best receiver. That's got to count for something. If he's, if he's another team's best receiver and he's maybe the number two for the Raiders, depending on if Hunter Renfro stays for the season, that's got to be a good addition there. And Q, transition
1: tickets. So, what do we got? What are we giving tickets out to? We have multiple tickets yesterday. What are we doing?
3: Kevin Hart. We got the same two combo again today. Alright, well, let's do Kevin Hart then. We Because
1: we, we, we could do VGK, but you want to do Kevin Hart first? Yeah, let's go ahead and do Kevin Hart first. Alright, Kevin Hart first it is. Let's go. Caller number nine. Let's do it. You heard DeMond. He's going to be at Resorts World. You want to be there? Friday <laughs> and Saturday going to be there. Here's the thing. What is- Oh, no, you're just doing the Kevin Hart <laughs> yeah. thing? I was watching. It's Pills funny. Pilling his muffin cap back blue. Speaking of Kevin Hart, I was watching, what, night school last night before I fell asleep. I uh, I was watching a little bit of night school, and so uh, we started laughing. Me and the wife started laughing about, uh, you know, you and everyone calling you Kevin Hart and the, the guys at the UFC and John McClain calling you Kevin Hart and the lady in Arizona calling you Kevin Hart. Now, I'll say this. John McClain and, and the UFC guys, they called you Kevin Hart for one reason. <laughs> I think the lady in Arizona only called you Kevin Hart because that's all she really knew. (laughs) I don't think she really called you Kevin Hart because she thought you were funny or you even looked like Kevin Hart. She just thought you were short and black. (laughs) So there's that. I don't know. I could be wrong, but she seemed like she wasn't really, you know, I didn't think she was really going to give you knuckles or anything, you know, or dap you up anytime soon. Didn't seem like that. I I could be wrong. (laughs) Okay. I could be wrong. Call number nine is what we're looking for. 702-365-9200. You want to go see Kevin Hart, a.k.a. uh, Demon, on Friday. We're going to hook you up with a pair of tickets at Resorts World. It's Raider Nation Radio 920.
4: Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q
1: on Raider Nation Radio. God, shout out my man Brian got hooked up with a pair of tickets to go see Kevin Hart on Friday or Saturday, one of the two. He'll be at Resorts World both days, and uh, we're trying to get you laced up with tickets all week long here on Radio Nation Radio 920, unnecessary roughness, so uh, big us to my guy Brian for getting hooked up. Got a few texts that I want to get to on our don'tbebroke.com text line as we're reacting to the activity that's going on the first couple of days of the legal tampering period. Free agency doesn't open up till tomorrow. Uh, well, the new league year opens up tomorrow, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, so we're just reacting to all the reports of and- And the agreements that the Raiders have made, uh, including signing Jimmy G, signing Marcus Epps, signing Brandon Faison, Jacoby Myers, uh, picking up a third round pick, number 100 overall with the trade for Darren Waller. Uh, Extra $11 million in cap space, but then they went ahead and they made a couple moves after that as well. So not quite as much as they had going into the show, where it's about $27 million in cap space. Of course, they have a little bit less than that now, so we do want to hear from you on your thoughts, and whatever your concerns are, uh, we're here for you. We just want to hear, uh, coming up at 4 o'clock, Christina McAloon, Raider Image Senior Buy and Manager. She'll join us to talk about uh, the massive sales going on at the Raider Image, and why wouldn't it be a massive sale going on right now? They do it every year around this time, so just kind of give you up-to-date on what they have going on, and then Patricia Trader, Locked On Giants, will join us at 4.30 to talk all things Darren Waller and how the Giants have Uh, acquired him. And if they were looking at him for a while or if it was just something that kind of came out of nowhere, we'll talk to Patricia Traynor coming up at 4.30 about that. So Got a text here from the 707, so Lincoln made the Waller situation make more sense. He did have a blocking deficiency. The last thing we need with a new quarterback that's made of glass is someone with the blocking responsibilities that has trouble with it. Love Waller, but I get it. And that's a response to the soundbite that I played earlier in the show uh, when we were on the Raider roundtable this morning. It was JT, Lincoln, and myself, and I was asking about the talent as far as the wide receivers go. It's talking about Darren Waller, talking about Jacoby Myers. This is before Philip Dorsett was part of the mix, but we knew Jacoby Myers was, so I had to about Myers and then also Darren Waller and how Jimmy G could use these guys and this is what Lincoln had to say I found it to be really interesting.
8: Here's the thing I want to want to pay attention to. If we're going to we're going to talk about the ability to run the football, we've got to address the position of perimeter blocking. Mm-hmm. So the tight end position on, on the perimeter side is, is has got to be objective. Look, I I like Darren Waller. I like the receiving core. There's no doubt about it. But they've got to be able to block. The perimeter and right now the raiders need to address that when they come to the perimeter blocking but when it comes to receiver blocking because you got to have receivers that can block on the end to be able to open up the outside the outside runs the objective run those runs on on the curb so this is something that they need to address they didn't they couldn't do it last year well um look i like the receiving core I think you can open up things, but I'm also thinking about what you can do on the outside. The slide runs. You got to be able to get outside. You got to be able to block those perimeters. They need to address that as well, guys.
1: so that was uh, something for Lincoln Kennedy and again that was early this morning before we ever knew about the Darren Waller move didn't know that it was going to happen but I found that to be interesting that Lincoln pointed that out we always appreciate when Lincoln joins the show and throughout the course of the season he did on Tuesdays and Thursdays at four o'clock so we'll get him back into the rotation sooner rather than later but it's always great to hear from Lincoln Kennedy I thought he made a lot of sense about uh, why receivers blocking tight ends blocking and the fact that that was one of the issues with Darren Waller but again we want to hear from you 702-365-9200 let's start out with uh, a Mar- I believe that's how you say it. Murad right here in Vegas. Welcome to the show.
4: What's up, Q? What up, man? I just wanted to call in and just say I'm a little bit disappointed with the moves that we've been making. I know uh, a lot of people are upset about getting rid of Waller. Um, Obviously, if you look at it emotionally, you know, he's been a guy that's been on the team for a while. His story is really good. And obviously, he's an animal when he is on the field. Uh, But looking at it, like, objectively, uh, sure, you know, we got rid of a guy, you know, a year too, a year earlier, better than a year too late. But what are we going to do with that money that we're saving? Right now it just seems like a bunch of underwhelming moves, nothing that really moves the needle. Like I know we need depth, but all the guys that we signed just seem kind of mid to me. Um, Mike Epps doesn't move the needle. Faison um, doesn't move the needle. Mm, Dorset doesn't really move the needle because I feel like we probably could have drafted a, a speedy guy sometime in the late in the later rounds so I don't know I guess I'm just I'm kind of disappointed I I thought that Ziegler would bring some juice to the organization and you know after what he did last season he did some good things and then this year it's kind of like a complete 180 it's like you know we're just going to tear it all down and and start from scratch so I don't know what are your thoughts on that like I said I just feel it's kind of underwhelming right now
1: oh thanks for the call we definitely appreciate you and look I, I get it right I mean everyone wants to see the big names That's what everyone wants to see—the big names and the big production. The thing about it is, free agents are free agents for a reason, right? I mean, that you can always, you know, kind of—you can't always count on that free agent to be a stud. So, uh, you know, there's nothing that's overwhelming right now. Uh, I think Myers is is a good pickup as far as wide receiver goes. uh, Dorsett—I think that we could all agree that he's probably better than Keelan Cole was. I'm not saying that he was great, but I think he's better than Keelan Cole. Um, Epps. I think he's decent. He played a lot of snaps last season for the Eagles. Really good against the run. Coverage is where he needs to step up. Uh, You know, we're also uh, talking about other guys. You know, Spillane, uh, he needs obviously, uh, he's not a very good guy in coverage. Uh, You know, Chris Carter from uh, Locked On Steelers let me know that wasn't very good in coverage. Uh, When he's talking about him, he said sub package run stuff. Really bad if you need him in coverage. That's not right at the line. Really good if you just have him in attack mode against the run. So, I mean, there's that. Played a lot of snaps. Uh, he's a tackling machine. Uh, that, again, that's not going to push the needle at, like a Bobby Wagner would, right? But you know, we'll see. Matter of fact, I think, uh, I think that oh, I don't know if this is an actual. I don't know if this is a real. I don't think this is real. I'll I'll have to research this one. It, it looks like Bobby Wagner is making a decision uh, right now, and potentially the Raiders could be part of it. But I don't know if this is a real a real uh, report or not or if this is someone being fake so I don't want to I don't want to say anything on it uh, more than I already have without a uh, without double checking that one we can always come back and double check that one let's get one call in real quick how about uh, Fargo Raider welcome to the show what's on your mind brother
9: Hey Q and Damon, thank you for taking my call Um yes, sir Man I'll get right to it and I'm not only disappointed I'm just I'm disheartened you know <laughs> because now we're looking at What we, what a lot of us have been saying that it's probably going to happen, another rebuild. I know. I'm sorry. I know it's not easy for you to come on the radio and listen to all of us complain about these moves that we don't really know what's going to happen. But just judging on the history of this team, we saw the writing on the wall. You know, they were making little moves. They were trying to get their guys, and you know, the first thing they did when they walked in the in the place. What did they say? Just get me players, good players, decent players, and we'll make them work. We'll teach them, you know. My, my style is to teach. I want to teach. And now we're hearing that they need their guys to win. So what is it, you know? I'm disheartened because as a Raider fan, this is what, rebuild number five? We, we get pre- keep promised the future. Every, every, every damn regime that comes in, we get promised by the, by the organization and by the coaches coming in. We're building for the future. We want you guys to sit here and win forever. You know, like, win a lot. We want to have continued success. And then they come in and they see that they don't like the guys that we have. So they start to make moves. They make little moves. They make little moves. And then they make big ones. Not to our help, but to our detriment. Find that Waller's gone, whatever he was missing last year. But that's a, that was supposedly a key piece. We were, we were sold on that by the coach himself. That they were, they had big plans for him, and then boom! I know it's just coach talk, but when are we going to get the future we've been promised? I mean, we, we we're promised a future, and we never see it. Twenty years a long time, and I've only been alive long enough to have suffered twenty years. There's more. There's people out there that have suffered way longer. But when is that future going to come? I mean, now we're looking at the stars are. are Pretty, there's an exodus going on, basically, of, of real talent. And we're bringing in guys that are just dead pieces on other teams, like you've been saying. They're free agents for a reason. And we're picking them up. We, we're supposedly geniuses in the front office. And it doesn't look like we're making any hits, any impact to win today and not even tomorrow. I don't care about the draft. The draft is a crapshoot. We don't know where we're going to get about the draft. But so far today, it looks like they've forgotten defense and just make sure that they got their guys for their offense. It's real disappointing, and I know I'm not the only one that feels this way. You know, this is the last time I'll chime in to complain because I have a feeling that if that's the route we're, this is the route we're going to take, that's all there will be. From now on, it's about us as a as a as a fan group. You know, that's what keeps me being a Raiders fan because days like today make it real tough to be a fan of this team. Thank you for taking my call, and you have a great day.
1: Appreciate you. There he goes. Fargo Raider with the quick exit right there. Definitely thank you for the call, my man. And look, I understand the frustration. I really do. I get it. Right. I mean, been around uh, covering the team, watching the team for a very long team, rooting for the team, sitting in the, you know, Coliseum rooting for the team. So I I get it, man. I get how long it's been since they've been a consistent, good team. And that's the job of the front office. And that's what we're on. Wait and see mode. Wait and see mode to see how it all shakes out. Uh, You know, free agency is free agency, right? I mean, you can only do so much through free agency as far as building the team. Uh, As John McClain pointed out, yeah, it worked for Jacksonville last year. But I don't think anyone thought that when they rolled out the money to Christian Kirk— and Zay Jones and a couple other guys that they gave big money to, that that was good business. So they're going to take their approach to this front office, and they're going to give lesser deals to some lesser guys, and then they're going to attempt what I believe they're going to do is attempt to go into the draft and get some real quality players and really uh, you know bolster up this team and bolster up um, bolster up this roster. Excuse me. So we will see as we come back. We'll kick off hour number three, and it's hard to transition and say, hey, let's talk about some uh, Raider memorabilia, but we're going to do that as the Raider image. Is having a huge blowout sale. Christina Mickalun will join the show. She's a Raider Image Senior Buyer Manager. We'll do it next here on Red Nation Radio 920.